2: Dips inside and hits. Oh, oh! what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Yeah. Oh, he does, it's good.
1: Anything Paul Gascoigne
0: can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Ridge.
2: are listening to the Wednesday 'Till I Die' podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die' podcast. This is the Opposed View, the show where we get the lowdown on our upcoming opponents. This weekend we travel to Lancashire as we take on Bolton Wanderers in a crucial game as we look to further cement our place inside the playoffs with just six games of the season remaining. Uh, with me to talk about Bolton, it's uh, been on the show before. Uh, the last time the, the two sides met, he's a radio show host, lifelong Bolton fan. It's Daryl Morris. Uh, Darryl, how are you, mate? you alright? Yes, I'm okay, James. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all uh, all good. Thanks for asking. I've uh, I've seen on your on your Twitter you've had a bit of a, um, I want to say ordeal staying in a hotel for ten <laughs> yeah, days with the it's COVID. Been,
3: it's been a it's been a ride. It's you been feel a ride. Like, yeah, we do went. Over, like, we, do you feel like you've been let out now? I do feel I do feel like freedom. Yeah, I do. And we, we so we went over to uh, we flew over to Belfast. Um, been at a fortnight ago for uh, unfortunately for a family funeral, so not even not even a good reason, um, and uh, and we were staying in a hotel. But my care, my girlfriend's family are from over there, uh, so one of their relatives. Uh, suddenly passed away. We went over there for the funeral. And then on as just, just as we were about to fly back, we tested positive for COVID and, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously we weren't able to fly. Uh, you know, it's not not a great idea getting on an aeroplane with an infectious disease. Um, so we thought the, the sort of responsible thing to do was to hunker down and to, to spend 10 days in a pretty small hotel room. So there's been a lot of Netflix, a lot of BBC iPlayer, <clears throat> um, a lot of Uber Eats and Deliveroo <laughs> and the bringing us breakfast in the morning. But we survived it. We, 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 we have survived it. We're through the other end. And I feel, honestly, James, I feel like I'm a better person for it.
2: Well, yeah, it's uh, like I say, it's pretty bit of a bit of an ordeal. And um, now mm-hmm. we now we talked about the history of the club, etc. Last time we spoke to you, so we won't go over that again. Um, if you do, if you're listening, you do want to listen to that, then I'll drop a link in the uh, in the show notes. Uh, now this is the 125th meeting between the two sides, 55 wins to 41 in favour of the Owls. Uh, in terms of recent meetings, we're going to this game. Um, This weekend, unbeaten against Bolton in the last four meetings. The last three ended up as wins to nil. Uh, Hopefully that continues. Um, You have to go back to October 2017 for the last time. Bolton managed to beat us in a 2-1 win. Uh, The person that scored that day for Wednesday... Kieran Lee, obviously the same <laughs> Kieran Lee that uh, that's turning out for for Bolton. Um, let, let's get into it then, Daryl. Let's talk about your form and and how you think this season's gone so far. Because obviously you find yourselves what 11th in the league as we record this. I know you've got a game this evening. Um, but as it stands, you're 11 points adrifters of, of the playoffs, 24 points clear of relegation. Kind of a Mid table finishes on the cards, isn't it? Really, yeah, I think it is, James. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it's quite
3: interesting that you should say that because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry, I'm still a little bit coffee from uh, from COVID. <laughs> that's fine. Um, um, it's interesting you should say that because I don't think that that's necessarily been um acknowledged out loud, um, in the camp. Actually, it's quite interesting that because we were sort of like, if, if we would have recorded this podcast three or four weeks ago. It was, we, we had our eyes on uh, nicking a promotion spot Hmm. Um, particularly because we, we went on to a, we were on a really good run. Uh we'd solidified with some really good signings in January. We kind of did what we did last season, uh brought in some really solid signings. Uh Bodvar's front is an Icelandic striker. Uh, Dion Charles came in from Accrington Stanley. Um he he had a cracking start. He's he struggled to score the last couple of games, but he, he had an absolutely brilliant start. We've secured, you know, some 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 really good solid um midfielders. And um, and brought in a decent keeper on loan from Man City, James Trafford. who's only nineteen. Uh, actually, broke a record, I think, for the the most amount of clean sheets kept in a row. I think he had some like five or six clean sheets that he kept wow. um, in his in his first um, his first five games uh, with us. So so that tells you, you know, we were on a, we were on a bounce. We were we were doing really really well. Do you know, interestingly, I listened back to the podcast that I recorded with you guys uh, last year, earlier this season, and we were talking about our start being quite good having gone quite well and uh we were sort of we'd, we'd carried the momentum from promotion from league two pretty much immediately after we recorded that podcast things hit a bit of a rough spot um yeah. you probably remember there was the defeat against stopport in the uh, FA cup that was on the television uh yep. which was wonderfully embarrassing um that was pre- i think it was pretty closely followed by or preceded by um, us us losing no it would have been before it wouldn't it I think we lost or oh, did we what was it after that anyway we 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 had a, a really rough run um uh, our captain seemed to fall out with our manager with Ian Ever uh, that was Anthony Sasevich he then departed for Stockport obviously Stockport in, in, not in the football league so that he could he was free to be able to to sign for them and uh, literally within a week we played them uh, in the FA Cup uh, the first game actually we drew two, two two but in the replay they they smashed us was it five three I think in the end something like that yeah um on national television which was um wonderfully humiliating and um and and that was that was really that was a bad patch Uh, we also lost to our local rivals Wigan 4-0 in that in that rough run Um, and up to the sort of the end of the season we also then was were absolutely hammered by injuries I think we had something like 18 COVID cases uh through the playing staff and the coaching staff um, which, you know, crippled us. We had several games that obviously were, were postponed because of that. Um, and we struggled to recover a little bit from that, to be perfectly honest with you. And then we got into into January and we did what we did. I mean, we must, I must admit, you know, we, the, the, the last season in League Two, we had a rocky start. I think we were sort like 19th, 20th in February. But our January signings turned it around for us. And the same yeah. thing happened again this season. And we've had a really good run. We had we, had, we really solid fight. We've got a striker who who was uh, smashing him away for fun. We've got two or three really good attacking options. Um, uh, another attacking option on loan from Fulham in Marlon Fossey, who did really well, unfortunately suffered an injury a couple of weeks back, so his season's over. Uh, but he really helped to, to to spur us on. And we had a really good run, actually. We started we started doing well again. And, and actually, in the back of quite a lot of Bolton fans' minds, in the back of my mind, actually in the back of Ian Everett's mind as well, presumably, was, God, here we go again. You know, We're going to come from a standing start and make a charge in the second half of the season and get promoted. Um, unfortunately, it's been a little bit inconsistent. Um, it's been good. It's been better. It's been good to watch. It's been much, much better in all sorts of different ways. It's clearly a project that is building and, um, you know, and, and healing from the past that we talked about in the last episode, uh, James. Um, but it's been too inconsistent for us to chase down the playoffs. Although, like I say, this is the first time that we've kind of really honestly acknowledged that out loud. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you'll you look at it, James, as an outsider on paper and go, "Well, you've clearly got no chance." I mean, it's literally. You know, all but mathematically impossible. Well, yeah, um, like
2: you know, eleven points. is only what eighteen points remaining. I think you've you know, you've got six games left, like like we have. Obviously, you're playing one of those tonight. So yeah, yeah for um, you, you're asking for the teams above you to pick up you know, no more than seven points out of, well, out of six games. And when you look at look at the form as well, in I think it's something ridiculous. Like the top eight teams has been, I think, three defeats in the last five games for all of those teams. And I think mm-hmm. one of those came when two other sides played each other. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, the teams at the top are just, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable how, you know, where to are going for the playoffs. And I think the, the the number of points that you're going to need this season would have probably got you an automatic promotion place mm. in some of the years gone by. It's, uh, it's, it's quite mad, really. Um, I mean, obviously, are you are you disappointed with this season or is it kind of what you expected? Because you did just come up from from League Two last year. You know, um, we, we expected to kind of Getting the playoffs at this, you know, when you were talking at the start of the season, or was mid table kind of acceptable? Well, to be honest, um, given the the sort of the
3: nature of this new Bolton Wanderers project being in its quite early stages, we didn't really know, I don't think. I honestly don't think that you would have, I would have, we could, we could have really, um, pinned down how we were going to do and, and well, where and it was going you,
2: to go you do you do a Bolton podcast as well I'm sure you at the start of the season you were talking about like where you think you'd finish where, where did mm. you have where did you have Bolton finishing realistically
3: yeah play? we were we were divided on our opinion really and actually you know we, we were talking about promotion there was a lot of talk about promotion um at the start of the season Ian Ever himself said that we're going for promotion um you know we are we are like you really you know in as much as we don't belong in league one yeah. <laughs> we definitely yeah. don't belong in league one we, we did a podcast at the start of the season called the league of fallen giants somebody described this that league won this season as the league of fallen giants it's actually been like that for a few years actually now uh, but you know you look at um at Sunderland obviously and Portsmouth and um even you know Charlton you think about what Charlton have achieved over their over their lifetime Wigan um, FA Cup winners not so long back totally Wigan you know they've they've you know had, a, had their place in the Premier League um uh uh you guys as well you know you know these are teams that that don't belong in you know, it switch even really, you know, there's, you know, there's, there, there, you know, there's a good handful of teams here that that stack of teams that don't belong in, in, in league one. So we always knew that it was going to be really difficult. We always knew that the challenge was going to be really tough, especially from Rotherham who were going well and Wigan who'd invested hugely. They spent a hell of a lot of money, a concerning amount of money. Actually they spent in the, um, in, in the off season. Um, our close rivals, you know, not really, not, not particularly pleasant to see them do so well. <laughs> um, I can imagine, but, yeah. But, you know, but obviously, you know, as, as a football fan, I wish them well. As a Bolton fan, I don't. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and MK Don's obviously having, you know, being on a really, really good form as well and, and being really strong, you, you, you know, there's, there's not a lot to, there's very little to separate that top three. Um, So I think that we were always kind of cautious in our approach to that. But I think that we were, you know, we had the momentum we had the um we had a, you know we've got a really great manager in Ian, in in Ian Ever who's um done some really good stuff he's built something new and you know the management um, I think we talked last time didn't we James about the way that yeah. the, the management had reconnected that the ownership of the club had sort of reconnected with the town yeah all of that was was all swimming in the right direction there was a real sense of sort of enthusiasm and momentum around the club and that remains the case absolutely it remains the case there was i think that we could I, 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 we did have a, a, a pretty decent start as well. Unfortunately, we hit a rocky patch. I think had we not been besieged by injury in the way that we were in the in the latter half of last year, I think we might have had a better shot at the playoffs. We dropped a lot of points in that period that were, you know, that we just struggled to compete because we just didn't have the players. It's just like like nothing I've ever seen in football before. A remarkable number of our first team players were 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 struggling. We were bringing in the youth team to prop up the you know to prop up the numbers. Yeah. Um, games that really just shouldn't have gone ahead that did. Um, and I think that probably would have made a bit of a difference. I, I think it was always about playoffs, especially given the strength of some of those at the top. But having said that, does that mean that we are disappointed? I don't think it does really, no. I think, I think that we are, you know, I think we can all trace back to those to the reason that we're not in amongst it for a playoff place and we can be comfortable with the reason that is we've also got our club back you know we're still we're still in the in the you know you know that you know, when, you know when you go for a pint right and, and it's friday night and you go out for a pint you go to the pub and you have that sort of first that first sip of a pint and it <laughs> feels great doesn't it like you get like a tingle through your body it's just oh lovely we're still very much in that stage of this new ownership and having our club back, you know, we're still feeling the tingle of things being good. And we're still very thankful for the fact that we have a football club. So the idea that we would see this season as a failure, no, this is a building process. It's a long-term project. We're consolidating. We're ensuring we have a club for the future. I've got no doubt at all in my mind at all that we will be competing next season, that we will be, you know, in amongst it for promotion next season. This was just a season too early
2: yeah i mean obviously you've, you already mentioned there that inconsistency has been um your season really and you know your recent form kind of shows that as well you know two wins two draws and a defeat in your last five i mean last time out uh, you held wigan to a 1-1 draw obviously you know in the local derby I mean, what what was what was that performance like
3: yeah well it was it was a performance of two halves and actually it's the it's the it's probably a really good story of our season, you know, because last year, uh, earlier in the season, before Christmas, we got hammered by Wigan at home, which was awful and humiliating. I think we got, we got battered about 4-0 by them. And that came pretty hot off the heels of, um, hot, hot on the heels of uh, Ian Everts' comments where he said that we are the best team in the league, right? <laughs> so that's don't, what don't worry, a
2: few of our fans have uh, have mentioned yeah. that. They, they told me to to mention that to you on this, <laughs> on think, this I show, think... but you, you've I... mentioned it yourself.
3: Yeah, James, I brought that up before you could, James, uh, <laughs> because I thought that it was going to come up. I saw some of those tweets as well, uh, <laughs> and um, and you know what? Well, look, that was that was Ian Everbead. You know, Ian ever is two things. He is um, uh, he is somebody who speaks his mind. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's not afraid to say what he thinks. He's a passionate individual who will who you know who isn't sort of overly. Um, not overly diplomatic. See, you know, he can be diplomatic. He's 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 a football manager. Of course, he can. But he's you know he's somebody who will tell you how he's feeling. And actually, I really respect that, and I like that in him. I think I really like that quality in him. Uh, but you couple that with the fact that he's quite a new manager. He's a very very young manager um there's a little bit of naivety perhaps and um I think that that's the sort of thing that you only ever say once in your career and then you <laughs> and you realize that it's not the sort of thing that you should be saying um and I don't think he'll do it again uh, yeah. but it certainly gave you know gave opposition fans uh something to to um you know to, to whip us with which is all fine all in the spirit of the game but you know that that Wigan performance is a real telltale of our season we were Battered by them last season, four 0 We didn't have the strength, the depth, the quality, or the plan at all to be able to deal with them. Um, we went to their place last week and we did really well. Actually, they 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 were dominated in the first half, and we dominated in the second. But we went toe to toe with them. Probably could have won the game if we'd have if we'd have, you know stuck it out. Uh, we played our game. the The strength that the signings in January gave us shone through. is a different team. It's a totally different team, and it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a frustration. I think were the were the season a bit longer, I think we'd be you know we'd be in with a shot. But um, there we are.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, in in terms of your formation and, and style of play, obviously, you know, when you, when you came to our place, obviously we'll get onto the return fixture in a second. Um, it kind of went how you said it was going to be. You know, you like to play football, you like you know possession based, and, and what have you. Is that kind of the the style of play that you've that you've Run with throughout the course of the season. I know you said you've hit a a, a bit of a bad patch after you played us, but um, yeah, have you kind of stuck with that throughout the course? Yeah
3: yeah we have um actually one of the one of the criticisms early on of the endeavor um was that we were unable to find a plan b. There was a game we played against Plymouth um and in fact it was the I think it might have been Sasovitch's our, our, our former captain Sasovitch's last game. We went down to Plymouth his former club somewhere that he's you know got a huge amount of respect. He was dropped to the bench actually but it was an awful awful night. It was torrential rain wind the worst possible weather the tide basically came in in plymouth and uh, into the stadium it was absolutely <laughs> awful and we were trying to play football across the ground there was a, com- a comical moment where one of our one of our defenders passed to another defender brock back, bank back passed to uh, alex baptiste it got caught up in the grass in the in the, in the waterlogged pitch as it would of course plymouth stole it managed to bundle it into the back of the net you know and that was a really prime example of us being you know when, when the ideology that, Ian Everett has brought to Bolton Wanderers goes from being an ideology to being, to being dogma, right? Where you, you know, you don't change regardless. And we've done a really good job over the course of the season, actually of identifying, I think those moments since that point of identifying those moments where actually we need to play long, we get it up to the big man, you know, they're going to, you know, the the opposition are going to put 11 men behind the ball and we're not going to be able to break them down. How do we find a way to break them down? We've done a really good job actually of, of, Finding ourselves a Plan B as the season has gone along, but again, probably not soon enough for it to, to 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 make a difference. But for the but you know, but credit again to Ian Ever. You know, he's a football philosopher, Ian Ever, and I love that about him. You know, he's really passionate about the game, about the craft of football, and that's a really exciting element of a of, of a new young manager. And actually, Bolton Wanderers, he was dubbed uh, uh, his um, Barrow and Furnace were dubbed. Um, Did they call them Barrow and Furnace? They don't call them Barrow and Furnace, do they? What do they call them? It's called Barrow, aren't they? Barrow AFC, is that right? Yeah, it's Barrow AFC. Yeah, that's right. Barrow yeah. AFC. The place is called Barrow Inferno, isn't it? Yes, it um, is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, when he was, um, uh, when he was with Barrow AFC, um, he they were dubbed Barrowcelona. You know, they had this, <laughs> this, um, you know, they had this tag because of the way that they played, really exciting, attractive attacking possession possession-based football in the non-league people said it wasn't you couldn't do it and, and you know we, and we've done the same thing you, you'll be you know we are being entertained week in week out there's obviously been gaps in that Air when we haven't when, when the, the conditions or the pitch or the opposition haven't suited our style of play uh, and therefore we haven't been able to make a breakthrough it hasn't worked for us or also when we just haven't had the right players in the right places you know that patch where we were patching the team together you can't patch a team together and then expect them to play like man city because it's just not going to work is it but we we've now managed to recruit to the strengths of ian everts philosophy that's worked really really well for us in the second half of the season
2: yeah i mean you know looking back at the the game we might as well might as well talk about it um when you came to hillsborough earlier on in the season now um you know, Lee Gregory got the goal in the second half. You know, the solitary goal beat you uh, beat you 1-0. But mm-hmm. I was just looking there, and, you know, the, the possession stats, you know, 61% possession that, that you had, Um, which kind of, you know, teams that have come to Hillsborough, that's kind of unheard of this season. What were your take on that game at Hillsborough from your point of view? Because, like I said, despite your dominance, you didn't have that many chances, did you? Or, or should I mm-hmm. say that many chances on goal?
3: Yeah, that and that's interesting. And look, I think one of the big mantras of our podcast has been, you know, possession doesn't make points, and that's you know that it's a really simple thing. It's a really simple kind of um, uh, blanket argument to make that. Uh, when of course it's much more complicated than that. But you, you, you've you've nailed it, really, James. It, you know, in that we have ha, you know played great football, had a huge amount of possession, but just haven't been able to put it in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is because of, and actually, I don't, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've talked we talked about this quite a lot on our podcast about the expected goals ratio. Our, if we were expected goals, if we if we'd have scored our expected goals, uh, we'd be in the top three.
1: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: No question. That's that's what the expected goals thing. Good couple of weeks ago, I, I checked that, but I don't think it's you know, I can't imagine it's changed significantly. Yeah, uh, we, 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 some... we
2: tend not to talk about XG. I think some of our listeners would have turned off if we've uh, if oh, really? we started talking about that. I know what you mean, though. And, and, is it well... frowned upon that, is it? Well, it's just certain. I think certain people don't. Uh, you know, it's it's all about the goals in the back of the net. Not to, but I, I, the thing is, I'm a bit of a stato, so I love all that sort of stuff. I love the yeah, well- the XG and uh, you know, key passes and stuff like that. I'm, uh, but that, that's I'm a bit of a football nerd, to be fair. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it is it's insightful, I think, because actually we we
3: have exactly the same thing on our podcast. Jacko, who I do the podcast with, hates that. He hates it when I bring expected goals up uh, and he hates <laughs> it when I bring possession up and all the, the stats. You know, what was the score? How many how many times did we put the ball in the back of the net? Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Actually, of course, there is a truth. There is a truth in that. But if you want to identify where you're going wrong and why you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, actually, a really good place to start is how many times, given your play... and and your chances should you have put the ball at the back of the net and that will help you identify what the problem, uh, what the problem is. And the problem clearly uh, identified by that has been that we haven't been finishing chances. We had Owen Doyle was our striker. He was our top scorer last season. I think he, I think he got 20 goals. Um, he struggled at the start of the season. You absolutely should have been putting them away. I, I don't know. I just, I wonder if there's something in the, in the sort of philosophy that Ian Everett has approached and actually maybe Manchester City sometimes suffer this as well. Cause they're not, you know, I mean, I don't know. City are a bit of an odyssey they? on because they either, they either score by 10 or by one. There's very little in between. Um, it, 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 it lends itself to, to, to really great football, but does it lend itself to goals? Maybe that's something that he needs to go away and have a think about. Um, too many passes perhaps one too many touches one too many passes thinking about it a little bit too much that could all be in there yeah. um but i do think just having somebody who, who can prolifically put it in the back of the net and we've now got three you know deon charles came in from and stanley um uh, uh bakioko we had uh at the start of the season he's found some a real rich vein of form uh for sierra leone actually in the internationals over the over the last week and he um Scored for them as well, uh, and Bodvarsson, who is uh, John John uh, Danny Bodvarsson, who is an Icelandic um, striker, and again, you know, he's been he's been scoring, he's been contributing to the goal tally. So, you know, we, I think we've probably I think we've probably fixed that problem, or we've begun to fix that problem, but it's just come a bit too late.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have mentioned a few players there. Um, I've picked out a few key players as well. The first one is uh, Aladapo, Afalayan, like you've mentioned. Uh, you mentioned him on the, when you, we came on the podcast earlier on in the season. He's got nine goals for you, three assists. Uh, I think he also has the second most shots per game on average out of all the players in the League One as well. And he's played the most games for you too, including uh, substitute appearances. He looks like a, a really important player for you this season.
3: He was. So yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, those stats speak for themselves. He hasn't lost his ability to play football. But when we spoke to you last, James, and when we played, probably he was absolutely our star man. You know, it was it was you know basically for a couple of games, our strategy was get the ball to Dapo and see what you can do. And that got us so far. He's really struggled since January, since the changes and since the since some we sort of had a we strengthened our uh we strengthened up top with um you know dion charles as I say and bodvarsan and with um and with uh with with Bakyoka coming into the into the frame and also a couple of other players around him kachunga has come has come in and started to play quite well former i say he played for you didn't he Kuchunga he, he while, did he? And he was absolutely no. awful he <laughs> was terrible wasn't he yes I he was terrible i yeah. talked about that last time <laughs> yes we? we did yeah yeah, yeah. he's got a, yeah he's there's not a lot of love lost to you guys, <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, but he's done, he's done. All, he's done all right for us to be fair. He's done. Okay. Uh, you know, not to set the world on fire. Marlon Fossey has come in from, um, from, from, uh, Fulham on loan. And as I say, he got injured a couple of weeks back, but he's been absolutely storming down the right-hand side, linking up really well with our right back, Gethin Jones, playing some brilliant, brilliant football on the overlap, getting the ball in. And then, you know, one of our strikers is there to put the ball in the back of the net. That's left Dapo with, without a job really. And without a role, and he sort of drifted just behind the strikers. He's had a bit of a he's had a bit of a free role to be able to drift behind the strikers, but it hasn't really worked for him. He hasn't really um, he hasn't really found his feet or found his place. So um, <clears throat> he's been a bit of a victim, really, of that. I, you know, like that's nothing nothing against him and his ability, but I, you know, I I wouldn't expect him to set the world on fire in in our current play uh, in the way that perhaps he did last time we
2: spoke. Yeah, I'm just looking, he's, he's got one goal in his last, what, 10 or 11 games oh, yeah, so, exactly so far exactly. this season so it do, does look like the goals have dried up and before that he'd got he'd got three and four and, and two assists as well so uh, yeah, I think you're right in saying that things have changed somewhat Another yeah. player that I've picked out um, is Ricardo Santos, 26-year-old Portuguese centre-back, looks like he's decent in the air but he does like a booking, doesn't he? and he's picked up two red cards this season so I'm guessing, good player but a bit of a liability, or is that a bit harsh to say that?
3: No, I, I would say that's harsh. He's he's a man mountain. Um, he is absolutely brutal. Uh, he will he, he, the duels that he wins are remarkable. Uh, he is an incredible player, well, well, well above League One standard. Uh, we are really hoping that we were able to get him to buy in the buy into the project of Bolton Wanderers um, and, and 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 buy into Ian Ever and to stay with us for another season because I think that there'll be Championship clubs um, sniffing around him next season. Uh, I have to point out to you that one of those red cards—I don't know whether, you, whether, whether, whether this counts—but one of those red cards was rescinded, I think, um, because it, there was a, um, a handball that it turns out wasn't a handball uh, against Morecambe that gifted them penalty. So I, I think, unless, unless your stats perhaps in, perhaps exclude rescinded red yeah, cards, no,
2: the, the red card is is at Morecambe. I mean, he got sent off, I suppose. I know it got rescinded, but he was still off the pitch. But uh, <laughs> but yeah if, it's, pit. if it's, um, yeah. yeah, if it's yeah, if. But still, two red cards. Like I said, maybe maybe to say he was a bit of a liability is a bit harsh then. Well, I think what's interesting is, I wouldn't describe him as a... As a you sort of watched him week
3: in, week out. I wouldn't necessarily describe him as a liability. I think we have players in the squad, actually, who are a liability. Um, uh, Ameson, who, who's who been playing at the back with him, um, has, has made a couple of errors lately um and you know i, I also think it's you know also really interesting it was just sort of a running theme through uh this season for us and through our podcast the standard of refereeing has been so poor this season I <laughs> tell me about I, I, we, we we refrain from talking about it because it's yeah, bad. Yeah, It's a bad <laughs> subject gets <laughs> yeah, pretty really boring after a while doesn't it God, <laughs> yeah. another poor referee, but it's but you know it is absolutely shocking so uh, to be honest with you when i look across when i look across sort of discipline and cards i across all teams in league one i take them with a, a bit of a pinch of salt because well yeah Because you know there, there, I mean, like you know that that red card is is a case in point for Santos, where the ball was fired at him from close range, it hit his shoulder, so it definitely didn't hit his arm anyway, Um, uh, and he was you know he was he was sent off and 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 wrongly. So, um, but having said that, uh, because he likes a challenge, and because you know because he is a. A really competitive uh dominant uh physically uh physically really really dominant absolutely huge individual really physically dominant defender naturally you're going to end up with your leg left in perhaps a bit too long or you know or, or, or also you know in in those situations with a poor referee you know center back comes wins the ball it can be as clean as you like if the player goes down and starts screaming, a poor referee is going to give it. Well, of course, yeah. We have seen, seen so that, that time you know, that, and time again this season. Yeah. So he's been, he's been a victim of that, I think, a lot. Um, but he is certainly, I think, one of, you know, he's certainly probably our best player, actually, up there as, as one of our best players. And, and I think uh, we, we are praying that we'll hold on to him this year.
2: Yeah. Now, before we go on to, you know, this weekend's game and nailing you down to that all-important score prediction, uh, what's your thoughts on us like, in, the, in the season that we're having so far, you know, from the from the outside looking in?
3: Yeah, I'm pleased for you. I'm really pleased for you, and I think um, I think playoffs are pretty much. Um, well, it's tight, isn't it? Now? what are you fifth now? Are you? I think with on
2: 17- yeah, with are fifth, points? three points, um, three points ahead of Oxford, who are um, who are playing this evening. Um, right. We, but then we'll have a game in hand on them, which does come right at the end of the season, just be, you know before the uh, before the last game of the season is our game in hand. But yeah, we're, we're in the we're in the playoffs. Everyone's winning around us. It's been um, it's been one of those <laughs> I said one of those years. Trust it to be the, the one that we're trying to battle for the playoffs when when everyone's winning around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But, and I think yeah, but, you know, but how, how have you kind of? No, I'm I'm guessing you've not kind of really monitored us. But uh, you know what? What's your thoughts?
3: No, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of you. I, I am. I'm a fan of you. And I think, um, you know, I've got a couple of mates who are Sheffield Wednesday fans actually. And, and I think, I think that, um, you know, I think, I think again, you, you can't help, but you can't help, but look at that, you know, along with, um, with dare I say it, Wigan and uh, and with Rotherham, uh, not so much Rotherham actually, but, but, you know, certainly Sunderland, um, you, you can't help but look at it and think you, know, you, you guys just don't deserve to be there. You do not deserve to be there. And, um, and, uh, and and you, oh, by the way, Oxford are winning 1-0. I don't know if you've seen
2: that or not. <laughs> I have seen that, yeah. And, win- <laughs> and Wickham are winning 1-0 as well. They're the and two Wickham teams in, well. in both 7th and 8th in, in the league. But yeah, do you know what? I nearly put a bet on uh, all four of them because I think there's MK... Uh, no, sorry, um, we are gonna play in and... Is another team I think that MK Dons it. are playing as well, yeah. MK Dons, yeah. yeah. I nearly had a, you know, I put a bet on all four of them to win because if one of them slips up, then it's win-win in it, really. And yeah, if, yeah. if you <laughs> all win, you win some money, but hey ho. Perhaps yeah, I should have exactly. put that bet on.
3: <laughs> um, a deep breath, mate. Deep breath, James. All good, all good. Everything will be fine. You've got that game in hand is really important. But yeah, look, I think I think you know I, I I'm I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of Barry Bannon as well. Actually, I, you know, followed I followed him and his career. He's played with us. Um, And, you know, I I like you guys and, you know, I think that you've got huge potential and I think you deserve to be in the the championship. You know, I really, really do. You know, I guess my question to you, James, would be, you're securing play- I mean, this is the sort of conversation we were having a couple of weeks back when it was when it was if we hit a really good run, we could potentially have a sniff of the playoffs. The question then was, well, what do we what do we meet when we're in the playoffs? You know, you've got some, you know, Plymouth, uh, Plymouth are, are doing sort of reasonably well, you know, MK Doms, I think top two go up, don't they? So you've got probably um MK Doms, Plymouth, maybe yourselves, Oxford in amongst the mix as well. I mean, what what are your chances if you get there?
2: Well, it, it, this season we've done better against the teams that are, that are above us. Um, we've beat Rotherham, right? We've lost to them as well. Uh, we've beat beat Wigan twice. We've beat MK Dons in the, we're in the one meeting one we've agents. had. <laughs> yeah, we've beat MK <laughs> Dons the one time we've played him. Obviously, we will play them after we play yourselves next week. Um, Plymouth, they they were trickier, but again, we've beat them. They've beat us. Sunderland again, we beat them at our place. You know, the only team that we haven't beat and that's done the double overs is Oxford. Uh, Wickham we drew at our place. We've still yet to play them. So, point I'm trying to make is that all the teams that uh, that are in and around and looking likely to either get in the playoffs, you know, or even go automatic, we've you know they've not kind of beaten us easily, if you know what I mean. The the team, the Sunderland defeat, that was kind of COVID-affected um, kind of thing. So that's kind of a bit of an anomaly. But, but all the others, we've we've held the zone and, like I said, and, and beaten them. So I don't really fear any of them. I mean, th- obviously the ones that you would fear would be MK Dons or Plymouth, but there's a lot of, you know, there's still six games to go. So if, if a team that's in poor form wins the next six, then, of course, they go into it as the form team, but, you know, you don't really want to um, hit a team that's in form, but saying that, I think, to get into the playoffs, you need to be in some decent form yourself. So it's, um, yeah, I think when you – I don't think there's any team that you kind of fear. Obviously, yes, we'd like to be third or fourth, because then we get, you know, the um, the home leg as the as the second leg, which, you know, uh, uh, when you've got 30-odd, nearly nearly 40,000 Wednesday nights, which obviously it would be if, uh, if we get there that's certainly going to give you an advantage, especially if you're coming up against you know any of the other sides bar Sunderland, because obviously Sunderland would... Be, I mean, a Sheffield Wednesday-Sunderland final at Wembley, that would be um, some atmosphere, wouldn't
3: it? Oh, it really would, absolutely. By God, that'd be absolutely incredible. Actually, just from a neutral perspective, that would be something to behold um and I, and I think you know i think, I think you're right i mean you know, it's really interesting i was just sort of like glancing back through some of your your form against some of those those guys actually you, you know rotherham would probably be a be a good shout um the last five games or so have been a bit ropey their form has been a little bit indifferent at, at a bad time um as they try to uh, you, you you probably you probably put money on <clears throat> excuse me rotherham have actually got a couple of games in hand haven't they but you'd Probably put money on MK
2: Don's leapfrogging them at some point. You'd like to um, think so, yeah. In, the, in their recent form, it, it's really tight, it's really you know, it's, it's exciting. I mean, you know, you the games on that tonight, you know, you've got the notifications set up to see you know, see who's scoring and what have you. Looking at all the other results, and, and everyone keeps winning. It's almost like a draw is a really, really bad result with with how, how the results have gone. Uh, let's get on to um, you know, the weekend's game. How do you see it? panning out then um obviously we come to your place it's a bit of a i don't want to say dead rubber because obviously still lots to play for for us but you know not a great deal to play for yourself that so hour are, are you gonna are you gonna see it out um yeah no it is it is a bit of a dead rubber unfortunately isn't it um
3: great great game for you huge opportunity for you to take some points uh you know i think you've got to turn up and you're really really got to turn up um you've got to win it haven't you really um and um, I don't know. I mean, it depends what Bolton you get. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, the game, the game against Wigan's a really good point. I mean, we got absolutely bossed by them in the first half. And then the second half, we're a different team. Um, Ian Everett's getting really good at in-game uh, in changing. Um, he's, he's getting good at changing his tactics and changing his team in-game if he needs to, if it's not working. Uh, the honest truth is, James, I'm not really sure what kind of Bolton's going to turn up. Um, and, and also where the psychology is now that the, the playoffs are pretty much out of out of reach we're really really hard to call i think you'll either win it three uh, nil or we'll win it one nil um i think that's probably probably one of those two ways and speaking of dead rubbers i don't know if you you probably um, obviously you, you you will know this uh, but bolton have just kicked off against uh, portsmouth um we are currently playing i don't know if you've noticed james but i'm not rushing you off the conversation <laughs> like, yeah i could because- be less excited about that fixture 11th <laughs> versus 10th uh, if, if i tried
2: yeah well thing is at the start of the season that would have been a fixture you think near the end of the season that could be mm. quite pivotal that but mm. yeah how things have panned out um just before i let you go uh, where's the best place for for all the fans and myself i'm going to this one uh best place for a pre-match pint for the away fans this weekend um well uh we have
3: a stronger away pub in uh the beehive uh which is just at the top of the roundabout it's about a 10 minute walk or so from from the stadium um you see the stadium from it you can't miss it just off the um, uh, just off the motorway and nice big pub uh good atmosphere there on on match days usually and they're at they're an away pub and they're, they're very welcoming but because of the way that the,
2: I, I, I guess you have been haven't you james in, in i have been thing? yeah many many years ago but I've, I've seen it's in the middle of nowhere in it really well, you were you were well, you were a kid, weren't you at the time? So you probably were. Yes.
3: you probably weren't necessarily on the hunt for pubs. No, not not uh, really. Yeah, I, was in, I think visit. I was. In,
2: I was in primary school at the time. And I, you <laughs> know, I do like a beer, but I, you know, I didn't start that early.
3: No. Um, and th- there was a limited number around the stadium for sure. It's right on a retail park, um, and it's it's a really good location. Actually, it's a brilliant location. It's in it's based in Horwich in Bolton, which is where I'm from. It's I grew up there, uh, so I grew up um, with it. I could see it out of my window um uh so i you know I'm, I'm obviously very fond of the area uh but the town of horwich is a little bit of a it's a bit of a drive it's about probably a 10 minute drive or so away from the stadium uh so you probably don't want to go there my, my tip would be to avoid going into horwich also um avoid going into bolton i mean it depends how you how you work it really if you but but make sure that you know if you, if you go into bolton town center for a pint you are still about 15 minutes on a train away from where the stadium is, so just bear that in mind. Presumably, you will have used Google Maps before going there, so you probably you probably know that. Yes, we all
2: um, are au fait with the with the technology. Know, I know we're from Sheffield, but you know we're still, we've still got, got technology. We've still got the internet and things like that. Uh, good.
3: I'm, 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 in fact, I'm heading up to Sheffield tomorrow night. I've got an event in Sheffield tomorrow evening, and I was I was expecting my sat nav to go dead uh, just as I uh, just as I crossed the border. But good to know that you've got uh, you've got technology up in that part of the world. Yeah, of um, course. But yeah, but yeah, the, the Beehive is definitely your best bet. There's a retail park there, so if you fancy a coffee or something to eat, there's loads of places. or Awesome uh, cat litter from Pets at
2: Home uh, that will oh, absolutely fantastic. sort you out. <laughs> uh, but the Beehive is my shout out for you. Great. Just another thing as well. Do, do you still call it the Reebok? Because I, I can't get my head. <laughs> I know it's called the Macron <laughs> after that, but you know the University yeah. of Bolton Stadium in my eyes, it's, it will, it will, and always will be the Reebok. Yeah, and in fact, actually, the whole uh, you're growing up there. Um,
3: the whole area was called the reebok so that that whole it's called middlebrook retail park uh, and then obviously the stadium is is sort of like attached to the retail park um, and the whole we would we would always say you know if we if we were going down to 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 the shops or whatever uh, we'd always say oh we're going down to the reebok you know or if we're going to the cinema there's a cinema on there say, oh, we will go to the cinema tonight at the reebok so the whole area actually was was built to the reebok um, i've got I, I think because of i think there's something happens james when you're in a sort of a semi official capacity as the host of a bbc podcast for bottle wanderers i have to i'm sort of obliged to call it its name yeah uh, so i've done i've sort of like drilled that into my uh, into my head um but the transition for sure from reebok uh to macron to university of bolton stadium was tough and not good on the tongue the uniball is what we call it
2: which uniball there you go doesn't doesn't ring does it really it not really ring. but it's, it's less of a mouthful than the university of bolton it stadium is. though to be fair so uh, yeah we'll just stick to hillsborough that's much easier and simple as well exactly. um Right, before um, before you go, where can we find you on all the, the socials and what's the podcast if people want to have a listen to wh- what you've got to say, obviously, before and after, of course?
3: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So we'll be talking about you guys at the week this week. Um, and next week as well, we'll do some analysis, if you fancy some opposition analysis to the game. Uh, we are The Wanderer, is the podcast, The Wanderer. And you can find us on BBC Sounds or wherever you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. So just wherever you wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, the wanderer and i am um at daryl morris on twitter and instagram and all the other places
2: if you'd like to send me some abuse when you beat us three nil <laughs> fantastic daryl thank you very much uh, thank you very much for that thank you every t- thank you to everyone that's been listening as well make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you're not already and give us a follow on the socials just search for at WTID pod uh, don't forget we have our debate show every wednesday evening at eight o'clock live on twitter uh, with our main podcast show every monday morning we'll be dissecting the week weekend's game in full if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to give us a rating or a review uh, thanks again for listening and we'll see you again next time daryl thank you very much and uh, all the best for the rest of the season but uh, fingers crossed we beat you on saturday yeah <laughs> yeah
3: i don't begrudge you i wouldn't begrudge you yeah good luck to you guys uh, in the playoffs hope it goes well